Hello, Wild Wanders, and welcome to our wicked window of the internet. Won't you pour yourself a cup of your best tea, light a candle to stave away the darkness, and cozy up as we tell you a story? Wittershins is a storytelling podcast where we will dive into dusty bookshelves and winding, darkened pathways, looking to stories from gothic literature, folklore, fairy tales, horror, and beyond. We are accompanied by our trusted bard and guitarist Joe Saborin, who will be live accompanying for us as our characters find their way out of the thickets and snarls of their tales. My name is Ashley Nunez, and I will be your narrator to peer over bough and branch, following our heroes and foes into far distant lands, both familiar and unknown. Let us begin Once Upon a Time. Madam Lucifer by Richard Garnett. Lucifer sat playing chess with man for his soul. The game was evidently going ill for man. He had but pawns left, few and struggling. Lucifer had rooks, knights, and of course, bishops. It was but natural under such circumstances that man should be in no great hurry to move. Lucifer grew impatient. It is a pity, he said at last, that we did not fix some period within which the player must move or resign. Oh, Lucifer, returned the young man in heart-rending accents, it is not the impending loss of my soul that thus unmans me, but the loss of my betrothed. When I think of the grief of the lady at Eliza. The paragon of terrestrial loveliness, tears choked his utterance. Lucifer was touched. Is the Lady Adelisa's loveliness in sooth so transcendent? He inquired. She is a rose, a lily, a diamond, a morning star. That is the case, rejoined Lucifer. Thou mayest reassure thyself. Lady Adeliza shall not want for consolation. I will assume thy shape and woo her in thy stead. The young man hardly seemed to receive all the comfort from this promise which Lucifer had no doubt designed. He made a desperate move. In an instant, the devil checkmated him, and he disappeared. Upon my word, if I had known what a business this was going to be, I don't think I should have gone in for it, soliloquized the devil, as, wearing his captive semblance and installed in his apartments, he surveyed the effects to which he had now to administer. They included coats, collars, neckties, foils, cigars, and like, and libidum, and very little else except three challenges, ten writs, seventy-four unpaid bills, elegantly disposed around the looking-glass. To the poor youth's praise, be it said... There were no bildu except from the lady Adeliza herself. 
Noting the address of these carefully, the devil sallied forth in nothing but his ignorance of the topography of the hotel, which made him take the back stairs, saved him from the clutches of two bailiffs lurking on the principal staircase. Leaping into a cab, he thus escaped a perfumer and a bootmaker, and shortly found himself at the Lady Adeliza's feet. The truth had not been half told him. Such beauty, such wit, such correctness of principle, Lucifer went forth from her presence a love-sick fiend. Not Merlin's mother had produced half the impression upon him, and Adeliza, on her part, had never found her lover one hundredth part so irresisting as he seen that morning. Lucifer proceeded at once to the city, where, assuming his proper shape for the occasion, he negotiated alone without the smallest difficulty. All debts were promptly discharged, and Adeliza was astonished at the splendor and variety of the presents she was constantly receiving. Lucifer had all but brought her to name that day when he was informed that a gentleman of clerical appearance desired to wait upon him. Wants money for a new church or mission, I suppose, said he. Show him up. But when the visitor was ushered in, Lucifer found with discomposure that he was no earthly clergyman, but a celestial saint. A saint, too, with whom Lucifer had never been able to get on. He had served in the army while on earth, and his address was curt, precise, and peremptory. I have called, he said, to notify you that my appointment as inspector of devils what exclaimed lucifer in consternation to the post of my old friend michael too old said the saint laconically millions of years older than the world about your age i think lucifer winced remembering the particular business he was then about the saint continued i am a new broom and am expected to sweep clean i warn you that i mean to be strict and there is one little matter I must set right immediately. You are going to marry that poor young fellow's betrothed, are you? Now you know you cannot take his wife unless you give him yours. Oh, my dear friend, exclaimed Lucifer, what an inexpressibly blissful prospect you do open unto me. I don't know that, said the saint. I must remind you that the dominion of the infernal regions is unalterably attached to the person of the present queen thereof. If you part with her, you immediately lose all your authority and possessions. I don't care a brass button which you do, but you must understand that you cannot eat your cake and have it too. Good morning. Who shall describe the conflict in Lucifer's bosom? If any stronger passion existed therein at that moment than attachment to Adeliza, it was aversion to his consort, and the two combined were well-nigh irresistible. But to dethrone himself, to descend to the condition of a poor devil... Feeling himself incapable of coming to a decision, he set forth for Belial, unfolded the matter, and requested his advice. "'What a shame that our new inspector will not let you marry,' Adelisa lamented his counsellor. "'If you did, my private 
opinion is that 48 hours afterwards you would care just as much for her as you do now for Madame Lucifer, neither more nor less. Are your intentions really honorable? Yes, replied Lucifer. It is to be a Lucifer match. The more fool you, rejoined Belial. If you tempt her to commit a sin, she would be yours without any conditions at all. Said Lucifer, I cannot bring myself to be a tempter of so much innocence and loveliness. And he meant what he said. Well, then let me try, proposed Belial. You, replied Lucifer contemptuously, do you imagine that Adeliza would look at you? Why not? asked Belial, surveying himself complacently in the glass. He was humpbacked, squinting and lame, and his horns stood up under his wig. The discussion ended in a waver, after which there was no retreat for Lucifer. The infernal lacrimo was introduced to Adeliza as a distinguished foreigner and was soon prosecuting his suit, all the success which Lucifer had predicted. The one thing protected him while it baffled him. The entire inability of Adeliza to understand what he meant. At length, he was constrained to make the matter clear by producing an enormous treasure which he offered Adeliza in exchange for the abandonment of her lover. The tempest of indignation which ensued would have swept away any ordinary demon, but Belial listened unmoved. When Adeliza had exhausted herself, he smilingly rallied upon her affection for an unworthy lover, of whose infidelity he undertook to give her proof. Frantic with jealousy, Adeliza consented, and Trice found herself in the infernal regions. Adeliza's arrival in Pandemonium as Belial had planned, occurred immediately after the receipt of a message from Lucifer, in whose bosom love had finally gained the victory, and who had telegraphed his abdication and resignation of Madame Lucifer to Adeliza's betrothed. The poor young man had just been hauled up from the lower depths and was beset by legions of demons, obsequiously pressing all matter of treasures upon his acceptance. He stared helpless and bewildered, unable to realize his position in the smallest degree. In the background, grave and serious demons, the princes of the infernal realm, discussed the new departure and consulted especially how to break it to Madame Lucifer, the commission of which no one seemed ambitious. Stay where you are whispered Belial to Adeliza, stir not, you shall not put his constancy to the proof within five minutes. Not all the hustling, mowing, and gibbering in the fiends would under ordinary circumstances have kept Adeliza from her lover's side, but what is all hell to jealousy? In even less time than he had promised, Belial returned, accompanied by Madame Lucifer. This lady's black robe, dripping with blood, contrasted agreeably with her complexion of sulfurous yellow. The absence of hair was compensated by the exceptional length of her nails. She was a thousand million years old and, but for her remarkable muscular vigor, looked every one of them. The rage 
which Belial's communication had thrown her was something indescribable, but as her eyes fell on the handsome youth, a different order of thought seemed to take possession of her mind. Let the monster go, she exclaimed. Who cares? Come, my love. Ascend the throne with me and share the empire and the treasures of thy fond Luciferetta. If you don't, back you go, interjected Belial. What might have been the young man's decision if Madame Lucifer had borne more resemblance to Madame Vulcan? It would have wholly impertinent to inquire, for the question never arose. Take me away, he screamed. Take me away, anywhere, anywhere from her reach. Oh, Adeliza. With a bound, Adeliza stood by his side. She was darting a triumphant glance at the discomfited queen of hell when suddenly her expression changed and she screamed loudly. Two adorers stood before her alike in every lineament, in every detail of costume, utterly indistinguishable, even by the eye of love. Lucifer, in fact, hastening to throw himself at Adeliza's feet and pray her to defer his bliss no longer, had been thunderstruck by the tidings of her elopement with Belial. Fearing to lose his wife and his dominions along with his sweetheart, he had sped to the nether regions in such expedition that he had no time to change his costume, hence the equivocation which confounded Adeliza, but at the same time preserved her from being torn to pieces by the no less mystified Madame Lucifer. Perceiving the state of the case, Lucifer, with true gentlemanly feeling, resumed his proper semblance, and Madame Lucifer's talons were immediately inserted into his whiskers. My, my dear, my love, he gasped, as audibly as she would let him. Is this the way it welcomes its own Lucy Pussy? Who is that person? demanded Madame Lucifer. I don't know her, screamed the wretched Lucifer. I never saw her before. Take her away, shut her up in the deepest dungeon. Not if I know it, sharply replied Madame Lucifer. You can't bear to part with her, can't you? You'd intrigue her with under my nose, would you? Take that and that. Turn them both out, I say. Turn them both out. Oh, certainly, my dearest love, most, most certainly, responded Lucifer. Oh, sire, cried Malak and Beelzebub together, for heaven's sake, let your majesty consider what he is doing, the inspector. Bother the inspector, screeched Lucifer. Do you think I'm not a thousand times more afraid of your mistress than all the saints in the calendar? There, addressing Adelise and her betrothed, be off. Find all debts paid and a nice balance to the bank. Out, run. They did not wait be told twice. Earth yawned, the gates of Tartarus stood wide. They found themselves on the side of a steep mountain, down which they scoured madly, hand linked in hand. But fast as they ran, it was long ere they ceased to hear the tongue of Madame Lucifer.
Twittershins is created by Ashley Nunez of Old Growth Alchemy and folk musician Joe Saborin. In the presence of their curious cat Django, a few too many half-drunk cups of tea, and far too many begrudgingly half-completed art projects. If you'd like to follow along Joe and his musical machinations, you can find him at Joe Saborin Music on Facebook and Instagram or joesaborin.com. For more glimpses into the wild woods of story, botanical libations, and sensual ephemera, you can find me, Ashley, at Old Growth Alchemy on Facebook and Instagram or at oldgrowthalchemy.com. And if you've enjoyed what you're listening to, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Until next time, friends new and old, we'll be sure to keep the kettle on with a seat open for you by the fire.